We worship the one who breaks chains. There is no chain that Jesus cannot break. There is no life that Jesus cannot make whole. There is no person that Jesus cannot redeem. That's the Christ we come to worship today. Let me add these words to what um, Josh read for you. For blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Stories told about a West Texas billionaire. He had a giant swimming pool in the back of his yard in the shape of Texas. And he would throw the most incredible parties. And this was the challenge at every party. Any of you men, any of you single men that will swim from El Paso to Texarkana, I will either give you my daughter's hand in marriage or half of my fortune. Now, everybody knew that not only did he have a huge pool in the shape of Texas, but there was a 10-foot white shark <laughs> that he kept as a curiosity in the pool. And so ne- no, no one ever took him up on it. And then one evening, he made the challenge. And this young man splashes into the water and frantically makes his way across the pool. And just as the shark is just about to get him, he pulls himself out. And everybody cheered. They were just amazed. And the billionaire is just dumbfounded. And he says, young man, that was incredible. He said, um, he said you want half my, half my wealth? young man said, nope, I don't want a penny of your stuff. He says, well, then you want my daughter's hand in marriage. Nope, don't want to have anything to do with her either. <laughs> the billionaire looked at him. He says, well, what do you want? I want the name of the person that pushed me in. (laughs) Huh? What'd you say? Yeah, we always want the name of the person that pushed us in, right? You know, that may not be a story about persecution, but it is a story about life. So often... We ended up getting pushed in the deep end and swimming for our lives. And I think to some extent when Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted. In some ways it is those of us who get pushed in. We don't volunteer for persecution. Anybody here want to volunteer? Nobody? Brian, come on. You've been chair of the finance. That's enough persecution right there. Today I, don't, I, I want to not only talk about, well, let me say this. I, I not so much want to focus on the persecution 
but upon our response. And if you have your Bible with you today, pull it out because I'm going to call your attention to some passages as we work through ways that we can respond to being pushed in through the shark-infested waters. How are we to respond as Christ followers to the persecution that will be ours? Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Oh God, may these words be your words through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus is leading us into a God-filled, God-like existence. And Jesus is not so much focused on the outward appearance or behavior as what's going on in the heart. Although the behavior is a reflection of what's going on in the heart. But we cannot change fully our behavior without changing our heart. And and so Jesus walks his followers and those that crowd through the Beatitudes. A process of getting closer and closer to the person that God has called us to be. Blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's a tough passage. None of us want to be persecuted. We want to be comfortable. We want our kids to have a good life. We want to, we want to have the freedom to work, the freedom to retire. The freedom to uh, enjoy life. Persecution? Really? But it is a part of life and particularly a part if we are living as Christ has called us to live of the Christian experience. I, I have a real problem with those who preach a prosperity and health gospel. And, and there are those that do. And don't misunderstand me. I think that God does bless the faithful. God blesses us sometimes with, with prosperity. And, but I think it's, there's a purpose to it. The purpose to prosperity is to bless others. To bless God's worth. And the same with good health. It is, it is to bless God's kingdom with our service. But it does not mean that we are immune or absolved or excluded from persecution. Because rejection is a way of the Christian life. Because we are living a countercultural experience. So, what do we do? What do we do? Are we victims? Are we just victims? You know, I, I've, and I'm going to go through the, the disciples that were martyred and how they moved from victors, from victims to victors. But let me outline for you a couple of passages of Scripture. First, recognize the source. 
recognize the source of the persecution. In Ephesians, we've got it on the board here. Look it up in your Bible, and I want you to circle this in your Bible so that you can go to this. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authority of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is just not about opinions. This is a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle, and to recognize the source is to fight the right way with prayer, with confidence, with assurance, with partnership with other Christians. It's not about us. Always remember that. The persecution, the criticism, the rejection, it's not about us. It is about the God we serve. Second, refuse to retaliate. Refuse to retaliate. Now, that young man that jumped in the pool, I get a feeling that if he knew the name of the guy, that that it was going to be retaliation. That's not God's way. That is not God's way. The scripture from Romans Repay no one evil for evil. Circle this in your Bible. I just think this is so critical. Repay no one evil for evil. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. When we get back, when we get even, we lower ourselves to the person that has persecuted us. We become... What we don't want to be. Refuse to retaliate. Walk away. Now, don't be a doormat. I'm not saying just continue to expose yourself to, to that which is, which is evil, that which is, which is defacing. You know, when Jesus was talking in the Sermon on the Mount about turning the other cheek, offering your coat, I mean your your coat if they ask for your shirt. He follows that up with these words. Do not throw your pearls before swine. And and basically Jesus is saying there, don't don't unnecessarily expose yourself to the evil things of this world. Walk away. Set good boundaries. Do not let whatever it is define you. Anger, bitterness, and hatred are destructive. Let them go. Third, respond positively. Now turn back to Romans again. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um... I had a had a lady once that I uh, I was complimenting her, and I mean this lady was she wasn't a nice person, and it was in a business engagement that I had. She was not a nice person, but I was really just trying to 
I was trying to see beneath that hard exterior that she had and, and trying to get at what I thought was a heart. And so I was saying some nice things to her. And I was, I was, because she had done some nice things around the office and I was in, in this office, in this company, and, and, and there was something good in her. And, I, and so I was complimenting her in, in class and she lets out this string of cuss words and says, what do you want from me? And I went, well, I guess that was wasted breath. (laughs) Responding positively is difficult. Here's what happened in that case. There were 15 other people in that class. There were 15 other people in that class. Half of them spoke to me about what I had done and how... That's what the office needed to combat the negative attitudes that had so much defined their culture. She didn't hear it. She didn't get it. But somebody did. Respond positively. Respond positively and, and, and see, what, see what God might bring about in this. Sometimes when we're persecuted, when we find ourselves in the deep end of shark-infested waters, it's the last thing on our minds. We want to hurt, return, get back. But the best thing to do is to not push back. To set another example to show another way, to be something other than this world, to change the culture with positive instead of negative. Jesus said in Matthew 5.44, if you want to circle this one, I'm not going to put it on the screen, but oh, there it is. Okay. Love your enemies and pray for those who despitefully use you. Wow. And, And I just kind of, Imagine for a moment, just imagine what would happen in your office, what would happen in the classroom, what would happen in your neighborhood, what would happen in your living room if you began to practice this. How would your life change? How would the culture change? How would relationship change? change? When people cut you down, build them up. When people hassle us, Let us be nice in return. For when we retaliate, we lose control. We give our control to another person. Respond positively. Next, remember that persecution is only temporary. Persecution is only temporary. Go to 1 Corinthians. Flip over to 1 Corinthians. It's Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. This is what Paul said. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And that should be persecution is only temporary. 
What Paul is referring to there is that this life in many ways is only temporary. It is but, in the words of Paul, the, the blinking of an eye. Just a moment in the course of eternity. For this light affliction, and, and you've know, you got to kind of think, who's the author of this? The author of this is the man who was arrested unjustly, who was put in prison unjustly, who was shipwrecked, who was beaten, who had stones throw at him, thrown at him, who was rejected by his own people and was finally executed without trial. And he says... This is just a momentary affliction. But what we have to look forward to is so far greater, so incredible. It is beyond imagination. Now, I, I, by saying that, I do not want to minimize the, the issues of our lives in no shape or form. There is no greater pain than to watch our children suffer and be sick. There is no greater pain, as, as I experienced in the, in the last few weeks, of, of burying a parent. There is no greater pain than being, uh, uh, than being betrayed by someone you trust. There is no greater pain than what, what we experience often on a, on a daily basis. But this is but momentary. It is a part of this broken world that God is in the process of bringing, uh, bringing a, a new day and a new opportunity. And there will be a day when we get to experience the fullness of God. Where there shall be no sickness, no death, no suffering, no betrayal, no lack of trust. When all things shall be made new. The stuff of this world is not going to last. And based on how my knees feel, I am really glad about that. <laughs> what is going to last is the way in which we have used God's gifts. The manner in which we have used God's gifts... We've all been given gifts. How are you using them? We've all been given opportunities to give testimony, especially in the darkest time, in the times of persecution and when life is unfair. How are we using it? How are we giving testimony? How are we different? For it's only temporary. Let us start today, today, this moment, living for what counts. And finally, do not forget the reward. The reward. Jesus said that we were, are to rejoice and be glad for great is our reward. Blessed are those who are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I, I did a study on heaven in the Bible, by the way, and the, and, the, and the word itself. Do you know what the root word for heaven is? A covering. 
a, a bubble that cannot be pierced. A, a place of protection. A place where all things are good and perfect. For ours is the covering. Ours is, is that place of protection. Ours is that place of completeness. Ours is the kingdom of heaven. I heard a preacher one time say, you know, we get a lot of images in the Bible about heaven. Pearly gates, streets of gold, all that kind of stuff. He says, I don't know whether that's true or not, but what I do know is that whatever the Bible writer is describing is beyond our greatest imagination. It is not something we want to miss. Do you get that? That's why the John in Revelation says, you know, do not compromise for anything. For we can only imagine, only imagine the reward. Jesus tells us there will be a great reward for those who handle harassment with the right attitude. And Paul said in Romans, Again, in fact, circle all of chapter 8. <laughs> just circle all of chapter 8. And, and just this week, read it over and over again. But he says here, now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering, in order that we might also share in His glory. To share in His glory. What a promise. Recognize the source. Refuse to retaliate. Respond positively. Remember that persecution is only temporary. And look to the reward. Never, ever ever forget for we are a part of a line of those who have committed themselves to death John Wesley said in his writings he said that he was he, was, uh, he realized that that he had not been slandered or harassed for about a week a whole week Instead of celebrating, he prayed that God would forgive him. And the next day, some person threw a rock at him. And he said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I give glory to you for I'm finally doing something right. James was beheaded. It is said that on his way to being martyred, his accusers were so impressed by his courage and conviction Many of them repented of their sin, committed themselves to Christ. Philip was scourged, thrown into prison, and then crucified. Matthew was slain with a sword. James the less was stoned to death. Matthias was stoned and then beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down at his own bequest because he didn't feel worthy enough to be crucified as Christ had been crucified. Andrew, Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot were crucified 
Andrew was left hanging on a cross for three days. Bartholomew was beaten with clubs, filleted alive, and then crucified. Thomas was speared to death. John, they tried, they tried to martyr John. The, this is not in the Bible. This is a tradition that's been written up by the early fathers. What the, what the Romans did when they arrested him is that they, they put him in a, a cauldron full of oil and brought it to a boil. And John survived, unscarred. It scared the Romans so much that they put him on Patmos. <laughs> they said, we got to get this guy away from us. The only disciple that was not martyred. Since then, over 40 million individuals have given their life to Christ because of their faith. Martyred. There was a stormy night and the captain could make no headway. One of his passengers came to the bridge and said, Captain, are we going to make it? Is there any way we'll be able in this storm to make it back to port? He said, It's a leaky boat and we may go down. The boiler's not in good condition, and we may go up. But this I know. Whatever happens, we shall go on. The old sailor's song. I mean to go right on until the crown is won. I mean to fight the fight of faith till life on earth is done. I'll never more turn back. Defeat I shall not know. For God will give me victory if onward I should go. Should opposition come, should foes obstruct my way, should persecution fires be lit and as in the ancient days, with Jesus by my side, his peace within my soul, no matter if the battle's hot, I mean to make the gold.